Hear ye, hear ye. I do decree this weekend of the most royal rumble to be upon us. And uh, your royal court, hosted by myself, Mike the Shoot Shepherd, Cameron Ludiger Osborne the 15th. Huzzah! <laughs> We're here. One of the biggest weekends of the year. We have my favorite pay-per-view, as we mentioned, but we had a lot of other shit going on. The 30th anniversary of Raw. Big show for there. A Jay Briscoe tribute show on Dynamite. So all the fun stuff everywhere and in between. And uh, no better place to be than right here with us. Right here Go with Street Brothers. Raw. You are exactly right. Um, it's been a lot. What was our last? What was our last WWE pay-per-view? Well, uh, War Games was the last main roster one. Mm-hmm. And we that had was, deadline at the beginning of December, but and that yeah, was so it's no, been almost two months. End of November. This might have. I, I wonder if what when the last time there was a pay per view drought of this length. Because uh, <sighs> yeah, I feel like while. we would have gone. To, we would have gone to Saudi. At some point, like late November, that would have that usually happens, right? We didn't do that. Yeah, it's probably been uh, many years. I feel like there was a while ago when they got rid of like between the Rumble and WrestleMania, they didn't have anything. But that's been a long time. So. That's been that's been a long time. Yeah, and we have, we have the Chamber come. We'll have the Chamber to cover that. Yeah, exactly. So, well, of that's course, your February, but. <laughs> well, that was, uh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, it really has been a while, and it feels like a while, you know? So I'm so glad we can come back with a uh, with a big show like this. So let's get into the show, then. Let's uh, get into the show by crowning a brand-new uh, Tweeloo champion. It's the Tweet of the Week. It's the Tweet of the Week. Tweet of the champion this week um, goes to... Uh, what's his, um, how can I describe him? <laughs> I guess there's no really way. I can, all I can describe him is our new two-league champion, Baron Corbin. Oh. Uh, well, yeah, because he, uh, whose wrestling handle is modern-day wrestling god. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. I knew that was a spit take out of you. Yeah. Uh, well, um, AW tweeted out that um, they, you know, they're coming to Winnipeg. We know about this, but there's like a bit of a scheduling thing. So um, they they were supposed to. They're like moving the days or something like that. Instead of like filming Rampage on two different nights, they're only filming it on one night uh, or yeah. something to that effect. And it was going to be a Tuesday dynamite. Now it's moving to its proper Wednesday. Okay, that's what. It, okay, that's what it was. Sorry, my mistake. Yeah. So scheduling Sorry. conflicts, whatever. Uh, moves over, and that's where um, uh, MJF, other other famous Swedish champion, uh, rent <laughs> out, uh, sent out to Twitter saying, uh, "Shit, I have to spend my birthday in Canada." <laughs> to which uh, Baron Corbin responded, "I had to do that once too." The worst thing ever. Baron Corbin. <laughs> the modern day yeah. wrestling god. Uh, and, I, guess, I wonder and if he changed that recently now that he's with JBL. He he must have. I'm sure he has this new kind of thing going on, uh, you know, as he does. That was JBL's old thing, calling himself the wrestling god. So. Oh, really? So he's the modern day version. Okay, yeah. Then it uh, sort of seems like yeah. a one-to-one. There. Yeah, but uh, I like... MJF and Corbin have had some interactions on Twitter. They're always like, they're like buddies. They're nice to each other. It's funny. You know what? Because they're, I got to say, they're two of the best in the business. 
I got. I gotta <laughs> say it. I'll say one of the best in the business. But. <laughs> Two of the best in the business. Uh, let's see. So congratulations, Baron Corbin, your first championship in a while. Let's hope you never see a real one uh, ever again. Let's move on to the show. Let's get into our first show of the week. Uh, let's move over to SmackDown. Okay, folks, it's Friday night. It's time for SmackDown Live. It, uh, it used to be on Tuesday, but then uh, I think it was on Friday before, though. No, no, wait. We used to film it on a Thursday and then release it. It's just SmackDown Live. Where um, we were supposed to have this, uh, we kind of like, they pumped it up last week. It was supposed to be the, like a tribal chief coronation party. Uh, no, that was supposed to be on Monday and they switched that around. Sorry, that's sorry. Got my days mixed up. My bad. That's okay. But we do start with the bloodline either way, pulling up in their black uh, Range Rovers, whatever they drive, those SUVs. Yeah, know. yeah, I think they, they got to be Range Rovers, you know, in the you know bl- thick black tint, so thick that that car is not legal outside of the venue. <laughs> you need special papers to be driving. You, yeah, you like you have to have like yeah, like a vision problem or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they all pull up, they get out. Sammy's doing his secret handshake with the Usos. Goes to give Roman a fist bump, but Reigns just leaves him hanging. Not very oozy. Not very oozy. And Sami Zayn's done like little to nothing to deserve this treatment of lately. They're doing it to us again. Yeah. Reigns is just, he's got some issues. Yeah. Some issues he needs to resolve. I wonder why. uh, Let's go to some wrestling action. We've got this tournament going on to uh, determine number one contenders for the SmackDown tag titles. So... Start things off, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus taking on the Viking Raiders. Uh, At the beginning of the match, Michael Cole sends his condolences to the family of Jay Briscoe on behalf of WWE and calls him and his brother Mark one of the great tag teams of their generation. Wow. Nice, classy move to recognize guys that didn't even work for the WWE. Agreed. Nice to see. People live all over the world. Yeah. But uh, on to the match. Big men just brawling. Uh, Ivar hits a big crossbody against Sheamus on the barricade. And then Drew hits a nice Michinoku driver on Ivar. A lot of strength there. A lot of beef there. This was a beefy match in in general. (laughs) This was a beefy match. Lean versus... Lean versus mass. It's like like, uh, bodybuilders and powerlifters. They're two different groups yeah uh then a bit later the uh 300 pound ivar hits a top rope splash on sheamus but he kicks out eventually drew hits the claymore sheamus is the broke kick that gets the job done sheamus and drew win advance to the semifinals and i think we saw uh, old sarah logan on this one too correct yeah i forget what she's called Oh Something yeah, new. um, it's, it's got like a new name. It's like abyss. Valhalla. Valhalla. So yes, it's a, yeah. it's a word that means something vague from the game God of War. <laughs> something Viking related. Yeah, <laughs> something to that effect. Yeah. Um, has she wrestled yet? Do we think? I don't think so. Probably she'll probably be in the Rumble. She was in last year's Rumble without. And a and hey, she so. was a uh, second place or a runner up in the in a Rumble. So you know, a high pedigree. One. Yeah. So uh, maybe we'll get the rabbit pelts back. Who knows? Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> uh, backstage, Sami Zayn approaches Roman, says he wants to talk. 
you know, Reigns, you've been a bit frosty lately, and I want to know if everything's cool. Roman says he was watching last week, wants to know what's going on, what happened at the contract signing. And Sammy says, yeah, I was disappointed last week. You know, you put me in the position to take care of the KO problem. I was about to put him away, and I didn't know the Usos were going to come out. I didn't know the plan, so I just felt a little slighted, you know. And, uh, you know, Owen says I'm being used, and for a split second, uh, I don't know, but it's all fine. And Reigns is not happy, though, just says, get out. I'm not going to do this every single week. I don't want to hear this. Just get out. So Roman Reigns is losing control of his tribe. Yeah, he's big time gaslighting Sami Zayn here. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he's just like, you, you know, I don't have to run my game plan by you. When did this start? I don't ask for your approval. Get the fuck out of here. Go find Kevin. Get the fuck out of here. Roman so, Reigns throws yeah. on a thick Italian accent. <laughs> Becomes Get part of Tony D'Angelo's. Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, next thing you know, he's messing with two dimes. <laughs> uh, then L.A. Knight comes out, and he's getting bigger reactions every week, it seems. Nice to see him getting over. Mm -hmm. And uh, I love those shades he's wearing, the nice reflective circular glasses. It's, I don't know, good luck. <laughs> yeah, he. <laughs> I think his look has stepped up a little bit since the main roster. I don't know what he's done. Is it, is it a beard? Did he add a beard? I think they made him shave it when he was Max Dupree, and he's just grown it back. Yes, a bit. okay, that's what it is. He grew it back. Okay, yeah, because yeah. It, is, it is a good look on him. Yeah. So, anyways, he wants to know what's going on with Bray. You know, one week you're Uncle Howdy, next week you're not. And anyway, he promises to win the pitch black match at the Rumble. The Mountain Dew pitch black match. Don't you forget <laughs> it. Yeah. Uh, uh, but LA Knight has not been getting... Um, I don't think maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong. Has has he wrestled here? Well, he's just about to. I think this is his first match. <laughs> this was his first match since coming actually um coming up on here to the main roster. Yeah, like 2 or 3 months ago. It's been a while. So. It's uh that's exactly correct. Um stand, he he uh, participated in NXT Stand and Deliver 2022 if you can recall. That was a long time ago. Yeah, very long time ago. And then took a long time off. October was a match uh, that he had. So first time, you know, ring rust. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, L.A. Knight taking on a guy named Ren Jones, I believe. But, yeah, jobber entrance. So, of course, not much of a fight here. Knight hits him with the BFT, the blunt force trauma. Gets the win been so long i forgot what his finishing move even was it was i i almost like a stunner yeah I, I feel like i didn't know what to expect <laughs> yeah uh immediately after the fireflies firefly funhouse pops up on the screen and uh yeah the music's kind of distorted all creepy and the puppets are they're all groggy but they resurrect from the dead everyone's here abby ramblin uh the pig huskies huskies <laughs> And of course, Funhouse Bray. He's back. He's got his sweater on. He says he's missed us all. Can't wait to have fun with his friends. And Ramblin' Rabbit says he's scared of the dark. But Bray says, well, that's okay. You should be. And then he speaks to Knight, says, you open the door. Whatever comes through is your problem now. Bye. So. <laughs> yeah, still don't know what Bray we're going to get. Um, you know, coming up here in the Mountain Dew match. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, you know, we have fire, fire, firefly, 
Dre? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, we're, we're a few short days away from finding out. Is it going to be weird? It's going to be weird, right? Like, I think no matter what the match is, it has to be weird. Does Bray Wyatt um, have a standard where all of his matches will now have to be weird? <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be, I don't know, mostly just like a street fight. But we in, think, but it's somehow in the dark. Yeah, Okay. with a spotlight, that's what I think. A spotlight following them, that's what you said? Yeah, or maybe, I don't know, it depends on if they're in front of the live crowd or if they do it backstage or a bit of both, I don't a know. A pre-tape? I don't know. I'd love I'd love to see another pre-tape. It's been a it's been a long time. We can do one. Yeah. It's been a while. Uh up next we've got another tag title tournament match. Hit Row taking on Los Lotharios. Uh not much to this one. Um I guess yeah, Hit Row just continuing their heel ways. B Fab interferes. Ashanti hits the roll up, grabs the tights, gets the three. So Hit Row advances to the semifinals. Yeah, it's a bummer. I feel like uh, Umberto Carrillo and what's uh, Angel Garza. I feel like they're definitely better. In the yeah, league. definitely better wrestlers, that's for sure. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, both of these teams really have no chance of beating of Drew and Sheamus in the yeah, next Yeah, at least Drew or Sheamus, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, anyways. After that, uh, Charlotte Flair coming out for a promo. Tell Sonia Deville to get out here. Sonia obliges, and she says Charlotte doesn't think she's worthy, but she's a star. Charlotte just says maybe you should concentrate on the Royal Rumble instead of trying to jump the line and face me. And but if you want, we can fight right here, right now. Sonia says nope, unless you're willing to put that title on the line. And that's when Adam Pierce comes out to scold Sonia. But while he's talking, uh, Charlotte's head's turned, and Sonia gives her with a cheap shot. Attack Charlotte runs off, but uh, yeah, you know, I know it was typical heel stuff. But I think Sonya is actually pretty good talker on the mic. Like she gets good heat. <clears throat> Doesn't I think she's convincing? Yeah, and all the experience beat doing the backstage role. Um, you know, she was her and Adam Pierce kind of carried a lot of backstage segments for probably at least a year, if not maybe yeah. a year and a bit. You know that's uh that's where all the practice is going to be. Yeah, no, I like I, she. Uh, they don't let her show it in the ring a lot, but I think she's got a lot of potential to be a top heel type if they let her. Agreed. Pick up some wins. Yeah. Uh, we go backstage again. Roman Reigns talking to Heyman. Paul Heyman says he never liked Shmuley since day one, and uh, I had to look this up. Apparently, Shmuley is Hebrew for Samuel, so he's. That's his little nickname for Sammy. Shmuley. in. Anyways, Heyman oh. says, I support the Tribal Chief's vision for the Island of Relevancy, but uh, as your wise man, perhaps we should consider, isn't it better to defend the title against KO with Sammy in the castle pissing out rather than outside the castle pissing in? <laughs> Never heard that analogy before. <laughs> I, I, you, 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 you know something's tough when you have to play a lot of mental gymnastics. Like you're looking at it, and you're like, "Hey, picture <laughs> a castle, okay?" He's it. <laughs> yeah, would have been good for Clash at the castle, but um, I don't know. Whatever. Maybe, maybe that joke was cut <laughs> from Clash. <laughs> maybe the castle, he's been sitting on this for like, six months. Yeah, we were like, they, well, it's still good enough. God damn it. Yeah, he just wants to say piss on television. It's, <laughs> it's one of those words. It's not quite a swear word, but it walks the line, you know. 
Yeah, you, you know, because like uh, I I feel like on a sitcom or something, yeah, they wouldn't say piss. They would pick they would pick like a fun, cutesy kind of way to say it. <laughs> or yeah. even like use use the bathroom. <laughs> use it for what? Well, Sheldon. Well, who are you using it for, Sheldon? Uh, urination. It'll explode. Anyways. Anyways. Uh, Another vignette. Lacey Evans, Operation Cobra Clutch. That's what they're calling it. She's got the new finisher now. That's the submission move. So hopefully, at least in the Rumble, she'll show up so we can get done with these things. Um, Enough is. Coming back, babyface, or coming back, heel? What do we think? (laughs) <laughs> they can't make up their mind, but I think it's probably going to be heel. What do you what do you, what do you, what, do you, what do you think the odds that they're just going to gauge the reaction that she comes out to? If they cheer, they go with it. If they boo, <laughs> they go the other way. They just need to bring back the Southern Belle. That was the best one. One of the best theme songs too. I loved it. <laughs> oh well. Uh, another tag tourney match. You got Butch and Ridge Holland taking on Imperium. Uh, yeah, good match here for four real proficient wrestlers just doing their thing. Nice technical work, submissions. Uh, Giovanni pulls off a nice springboard moonsault. Some rare high flying from Imperium. And uh, yeah, big brain buster on the floor to take out Butch. And then back inside the ring, Imperium hit Ridge with the Imperial Bomb. And that gives Imperium the big win going to the semifinals. Yeah. Imagine if uh, Drew and she- imagine if Sheamus had to take on his old buds in Butch and Rich Holland. <laughs> that would have been something, but yeah. not this time. Not this time around. Uh, back to Sami Zayn. He's just sitting around backstage looking very glum. When Heyman approaches, says the chief would like to see you. So, Sammy a little worried, but he'll follow him. Uh, yeah, he Sammy ends up meeting with Roman, and uh, Reigns tells him that Heyman helped him understand that you know Sammy just wants communication. He wants to be part of the team, and uh, you're a perfectionist like me, and that's why this works. We get along, and. Sammy's happy. Thanks, Roman, for understanding. And uh, yeah, he says, means the world to hear him say that. And Reigns just says, that's on me. Sometimes I expect the same amount of love and loyalty that I give out. uh, So just more gaslighting here. And Sammy says, no, no, we all love you. You're the chief. This is nothing without you. And I'll always put what's best for the bloodline, for the family first. Anytime, anything, whatever you need, just tell me I'll do it. So Reigns says, all right. Go find the Usos. Make sure the SUVs are ready. The jet's fueled up so we can get out of here immediately after this contract signing. And Sammy says, done. Thank you so much. <laughs> Gives him a fist bump and Reigns accepts it this time. Fuel the jets. <laughs> <laughs> so Sammy Zayn's going to call who? Who do you call to make sure the jets are fueled up? Who in, the, who, who in your uh, pipeline? Whoever works at the airport, I guess. I don't know. Sammy, call the airport? Or you think you're going to get through to the airport? They're dealing with well, He's soap? got the private. They got a chartered flight. They got a private number. <laughs> you can't just text in that in. You got to figure shit out, uh, Sammy. 
And then we had the final tag match of the night. Legato Del Fantasma taking on the maximum male models. Uh, yeah, just some nice high flying from Legato. Big springboards to the floor. The models get a couple moves in, but Legato just take over, hit their Russian leg sweep drop kick combo to get the win. So Legato will face Imperium in the semifinals. Okay, for those SmackDown titles, remember we are uh, the first words of uh, the split up happening. That's right. You know, so, so it might actually well, be happening. One thing that's happening too, I think Karrion uh, Cross cut a promo on Rey Mysterio. Yeah, we're um, still still waiting on that. that but he said uh, they're <laughs> they're they've got a match ne- uh, this week on SmackDown. All I, right, I think that Hopefully was the can... promo. Yeah. Hopefully that'll settle things once and for all. Maybe not. <laughs> Probably not. Well, let's go to the final segment. We've got the contract signing for the Undisputed Universal title between Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens, Adam Pierce in the ring to mediate. Uh, Roman comes out with Heyman and Solo and just sits down in the chair all casual. But then Owens sneaks up, ambushes him, tosses Solo to the floor, hits Roman with a stunner. The Usos come running out to brawl with Owens, but he fights both of them off. And then he hits Reigns with a pop-up powerbomb through the table. And, uh, yeah, then he grabs the contract, signs it. Sami Zayn comes running out. You know, he was calling the airport, so that's why he wasn't there right away. <laughs> uh, but he shows up on the apron, stares down Owens. Kevin just throws the contract at him and escapes through the crowd unscathed. Well, was the uh, was the contract officially signed? Um, I don't know. Maybe Roman signed it when he first got he in there. Pre-signed it or something. I love any time yeah. uh, you know um, the baby face runs up into the crowd, staring every staring everybody down from the ring like that class, like the Becky Lynch pose. Uh, and Kevin <laughs> yeah. Kevin Owens had his Becky Lynch moment of you're standing in the fucking crowd looking down like I, you 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 suck. Yeah, we just need some big sloppy wrestler to break his nose to make it. Yeah, where can we find a big (laughs) sloppy wrestler? Uh (laughs) I'm sure we'll find one soon enough. Uh, What a great way to end SmackDown um, before that big match is going to happen at the Rumble. You know, some could argue that Kevin Owens has already won that uh, Universal Championship, you know, uh, from the faulty 10 count. (laughs) <laughs> yeah he certainly uh came close it's gonna be what attempt number three or four now at least three or four yeah i was gonna say at least the third on a pay-per-view um yeah. and then i think he had like a match over over the holidays last year i think it was like a new year's eve match or something like that something like that but oh well anyways it's gonna be a great match uh on that card uh what about that same night though what about rampage <laughs> Jack Perry. Now, Jack Perry's taken on uh, Ethan Page, um, and I'm sure you've noticed, Mike, too, in the graphics as as Jungle Boy gets older, the Jungle Boy typeface is now smaller than the Jack Perry <laughs> typeface. I don't know. I'm sure. I'm sure you've noticed. Same font, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I'd say a good half the size. 
Yeah, they're certainly transitioning more into... Uh, it's the same kind of font yeah. like where it says, you know, uh, the Jericho Appreciation Society's Daniel Garcia. Or the JAS. Yeah. You know, it's like that type of small font. And it's in big quotations. Like, big jungle boy Jack Perry. Uh, yeah, so nice. we're almost there. I think I, I could, you know, I might even say that we are, in fact, there. Yeah, I think Jungle Boy will just be more of the nickname rather than the primary name going forward. It'll, it'll be like the Nature Boy Ric Flair, the Jungle Boy Jack Perry, you know. <laughs> Nature, jungle, it's different enough. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that's right. Jack Perry taking on Ethan Page. Who's got uh, Matt Hardy and Isaiah Cassidy in his corner? The firm. I can't right? even. No. Yeah, the firm. Well, I can't even keep track of Hardy. Like, is this family office thing still going? Have they conglomerated with the firm? I don't even know what's going on anymore uh, with these. Guys. Uh, Matt Hardy, I believe, shooty winner for worst TV storyline. I think. Uh, he can't even figure his shit out. The, the, uh, the family office. I don't think we have a shooty for worst TV storyline. Isn't there? Uh, he won something. <laughs> he did. He did win something. Was he it won. least over? Maybe you gave him the best storyline. No, he won a good best storyline. He, he got something. Either way, he got something. Either way, yeah. Who is Ethan Page? Who's, who's Ethan Page work with? I have no fucking idea. Yeah, doesn't matter. He's got her. Yeah. Anyways, they're in his corner. Stokely was there. All these guys uh, trying to get involved. Jack Perry's doing the big 10 punches in the corner. So Stokely jumps up. Jungle Boy punches him down. Page hits a twist of fate. But uh, Jack gets a foot on the rope. And then later, Matt Hardy goes to interfere. So Hook comes running out. Uh, yeah, distracts Hardy. Page goes for a pin. Uh, he even he like grabs Matt Hardy's ponytail for extra leverage there, but... Jungle Boy reverses into his own pin, gets the three. So Jack Perry is your winner. Right. We saw we, we saw a couple jungle hooks, right? Is that what they called? A, a jungle hook. Yeah. And we'll see some of them again on Dynamite, because after Paige challenges Jungle Hook to a tag, mac, tag match next week with Matt Hardy. So okay. we'll see that on Wednesday. Well, yeah, we'll see more of it. These two aren't done. Uh, Tony Schiavone in the ring to interview Ortiz about what's been going on between him and Eddie Kingston. And he just cuts him off, says, with all due respect, I should be talking about this to Eddie. So get out here. Kingston comes out with a chair. Ortiz wants to know what's up, why you wouldn't tag me in last week. You haven't talked to me. What's going on here? You almost hit a woman with a chair? You're better than that. Our mentor, Homicide, would say you're a coward, a fake tough guy. Eddie nails Ortiz with the chair and walks off. So, seems like we're getting a heel Eddie Kingston now. Yeah, he can he can go back and forth so easily. Um, he can between but this seems very unprovoked. Like where where did this come? Because he's been hanging out with Ortiz the past little while as Satana hasn't been around. Mm hmm. Uh, so maybe hmm. he's coming back yeah. meaner than ever. I guess so. We have too many mean guys, I think, right now. <laughs> Uh, then we got Brian Cage taking on Willie Mack, who, uh, you know, I don't know. I think we've seen him a couple times, but I don't remember much about him. But I thought he was from Impact. Might be. Surprised me a bit, though. He got a full entrance, so he didn't get the jobber treatment here. And 
Ended up looking pretty good for a big man. He's moving fast. He's doing standing moonsaults. And, there was a lot of know, beef in this ring. Yeah, and I thought it was going to be a squash match, but he, he lasted about 10 minutes there. And uh, Yeah, Cage eventually, though, just takes over. He's doing push-ups. He hits the F5, but Willie kicks out. So Cage just picks him up. He hits a big power bomb, and then the drill claw. Brian Cage gets the win, but good match. You know, a nice showcase for Willie Mack here. He won me over a bit. Yeah, for being such a yeah. Anytime a big dude uh, is quick in that kind of way, his deceptive speed. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's gonna be cool. It's gonna set you apart. Yeah, and I thought for sure he was just another jobber, but uh, no, he put up a good fight. So yeah, he nice did. He did great. Uh, then we got Jade Cargill and Layla Gray versus the Vanity Twins making their AEW de debut, but, uh, they got the jobber entrance. Uh, yeah, I'm assuming they're real life twins. Didn't look into it, but I'll take their word for it. Yeah, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm up to believe it and I have no reason why I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but during the match, Layla Gray is doing most of the work. Hits a big face buster, ready to go for the pin. But Cargill says, no, no, that's mine. So she tags her in. Jade picks her up, hits the Jade. It gets the win. Layla had it all under control, but Cargill is a glory hog, and that puts her at 49-0. Oh, so this one counts, even though it's uh, even though it's a tag match? It does count? Yeah, they're counting everything but the Battle Royal that she didn't win. Okay, so maybe that's the quick little way around it, you know? Maybe they realized, oh shit, the number's slowing down. Let's also start counting tag matches. I mean, she's been in other tag matches before, and I think they always counted them. They've always counted them? I think so. I must be miss. I, yeah, I must, I, I, must, I must have missed that. I would just assume no, but... Yeah, oh. I mean, if they're going to count that, though, maybe they should count the Battle Royal that she didn't win, but... They I don't just want count to every that. single match that you are in. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I looked on Cage Match, her match history, and it says she's 49-1 and because they count that battle royale. Okay, well, there you go. Oh, wow. That counts. Yeah, apparently Goldberg lost before he was ever on TV in a dark match, so no one remembers that. Either. Yeah, like if you lose, <laughs> if you lost six years ago in a high school gymnasium in front of 14 people, <laughs> like does that count as your undefeated streak? Or uh, I, don't I don't know. know. I don't know. These are, these are questions. Uh, let's go to the main event. Daniel Garcia taking on Action Andretti. Uh, the biggest match for Andretti since that shocking upset over a month ago on Jericho. Over the, the, the founder of the Jericho Appreciation Society. Yeah, so uh, Andretti to sh looking to show he's more than a one-hit wonder here. And they have a nice little back-and-forth match. Andretti doing some big high-flying moves. A Cabrata moonsault to the floor and then a big, I think they call it the Tornil. It was like a 900 corkscrew crossbody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, How many rotations is a, that? Like, that's a Tony Hawk amount of rotations. Yeah. I counted at least two and a half. So, uh, and then a running shooting star press, the same move that beat Jericho, works again here. And Dreddy gets a three count and another big win. I wonder what his, uh, his overall is I, I mean i'm sure he might be undefeated here in uh no yeah he must be undefeated here in in aw action um 
Yeah, I don't know if he's been wrestling on dark or anything. But I feel like that's where you get the easy wins, you know? I'm looking at his page two and four. So he's lost a couple, actually. Oh, shit. According to AEW website. Damn it, Action Andretti. He's... <laughs> but his two wins are the big ones. Yeah, that's two, all the Two matters. of the biggest. That's a good yeah. point. Good point. Congratulations. Way to go, AA. Way to go, Double A. Can we call him double something? A, Can we call double him something N, like that? Double C, yeah. double I, double O, double N. <laughs> you knew where I was going. Uh, so let's hop on over. Speaking of nostalgia, let's hop on over um, because the the biggest, the, the longest running weekly episodic show is is triple X rated, baby. Monday Night Raw, thirtieth <laughs> anniversary. Let's get We all yeah. remember Raw 25, of course. Yeah. Uh, we went back to that tiny little, uh, like, original place where Monday Night Raw was. but and, Manhattan Center. And, uh, like, DX came out with Finn Balor. Yeah. Uh, I remember they, had, they held it at two venues, but the one venue only got, like, two segments, and everyone was pissed off. And they had to watch on the show, but they got Undertaker. But also, I think they also paid a bunch of money. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. So, let's get into it. So, yeah. Like I said earlier, this was originally supposed to be um, the – it was like the coronation of the tribal chief or something. Or they were getting all the family back together. It was like the family yeah. – the tribal family reunion. The family acknowledgement ceremony. But then I guess but. It's, at some point over the weekend, or maybe it was like earlier that day, it, it they decide it, it wasn't able to happen for whatever reason. Yeah, but uh, right before that, we did get the opening with Hulk Hogan and Jimmy Hart coming out. Oh yeah, they did their normal exact same thing they did at Raw twenty five that we that no one cares yeah. about. My favorite part was the mic cutting out on Hogan because he's an asshole. Yeah, because he should have had it in the first place. <laughs> Yeah, the crowd didn't boo him though, like they did at WrestleMania. Yeah, I wonder where ago. I wonder where they were. Are they were they might have been, they might have been in Hogan Country. <laughs> they were in the Philadelphia, and then he mentioned the Eagles for a cheap pop, so that probably helped. Boo! But uh, yeah, like you said, they canceled the bloodline ceremony, but uh, I think we ended up getting something much much better than that because we have the trial of Sami Zayn. Good old courtroom drama. Dun dun. <laughs> dun 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 dun. Ro uh, Roman yeah. Reigns with a big powdered wig, black <laughs> cloak, running down to the floor, <laughs> getting, on, getting on his pedestal. Yeah, so we bring out the bloodline. Everyone's there. Crowd's all chanting for Sammy. And uh, I also said we're in Philadelphia, the birthplace of ECW. So we get some ECW chants. And Paul Heyman, the creator, he acknowledges the chants but says ECW is dead. And I wish the same for Sami Zayn. Oh, Very boo. harsh words. Big booze. Yeah. He calls Sami a traitor. Says he's been conspiring with Kevin Owens since day one. Let all of us on and... Uh, so Paul Heyman acting as the prosecuting attorney here. Uh, his father was actually a lawyer, so he's got some. Uh, oh, that, okay. 
He's got it in his blood. Yep. Uh, It was was his father, the first lawyer penguin? (laughs) Possibly. (laughs) The the attorney of... What's his name? Cobblestone? Cobblepot? Oswald Oswald Cobblepot. So, yes, Heyman, the prosecutor, he presents us with a series of video evidence, uh, multiple exhibits showing clips, moments when Sami Zayn did not act to help the bloodline. Uh, Although a lot of them were before he was even fully accepted into the bloodline. But, yeah, basically just moments where... uh, yeah, he didn't help out. Or there was one small thing during a promo where Sammy steps in front of Roman and just like brushes against his shoulder lightly. But Heyman calls it assault and an assassination attempt. <laughs> this small little thing. Yeah, uh, sa- well, yeah, you know, um, if Sami Zayn rubs something on his skin and then that, or like on his shirt, and then that hits uh, Roman's skin, you know, it could enter through the skin. <laughs> so yes the uh, multiple video evidence Paul Heyman plays rests his case afterwards Sammy says after all we've been through that hurts Paul so my defense is I have no defense so Roman jumps in he's like what you mean you got so much ego you ain't even gonna fight for this it don't mean anything to you after I let you in my family this is the respect you show me enough solo so he beckons Solo. Solo goes and stands behind Sammy. He grabs him by the shoulder. He lifts up his thumb, ready to hit him with the Samoan spike. But Jay Uso grabs the arm, stops him. Fuck yeah, Jay. <laughs> Been there since day one. Yeah, huge pop. The one who hated Sammy the most is now in his corner. Jay says, No, no, no. I put together my own footage for the defense. Roll the tape. And then, yeah, we just get a series of exhibits showing all the times Sammy helped the bloodline out. You know, taking the hits, taking the chair shots, saving Roman, saving the Usos. Uh, the crowd is just cheering this all on. Jay says it's all right there for everyone to see. Sammy is taking bullets for all of us. My dog is basically bulletproof. Everyone knows I didn't trust you. I despised you. But you saw the good in me. Never gave up on me. That's right there. That's what family's all about. That's loyalty. That's love to this family. So, Sammy, I love you like a brother, Oos. So, yeah. Then he asked the crowd, if you want Sammy to stay in the bloodline, throw your ones to the sky. And everyone in the crowd, not, they Not a finger. single hand was down on that day. Yeah. Fingers everywhere, including Jimmy. He lifts his finger up. a boy. The Usos, they're on the side. The crowd is going nuts, just chanting Sammy Uso. Uh, The Honorable Judge Rain stands up to deliver the verdict. He says, as your tribal chief and head of the table, I find you, Sammy Zane, not guilty. Big pop. But he says, (laughs) for now. For For now. now. I don't know. I wonder if there's ever been a bigger because we've done the courtroom kind of style thing before in a few different ways. Uh, I wonder if this might have been the biggest pop for the verdict. <laughs> I think so. They this were was... dancing in the aisles. <laughs> this was perfectly done. Uh, Roman says, look at Jay and thank him because he bought you some time. And in the meantime, this is how it's going to go. 
You're going to finish out tonight. You're going to make the bloodline proud. And then I don't want to see you again until Saturday at the Rumble. That's where you're going to have your final test to see if you really are, if you really are the bloodline or not. And uh, Roman leaves. Uh, Jay, he takes off his lay, puts it around Sammy, gives him a big hug. Then he hugs Jimmy as well. Just what a, what an amazing segment. This is already promo of the year contender. <laughs> and it took up a big chunk of time too. Like this was one of the, this was one of those this was one and this was one of those 20 minute promos that was great. Yeah, every single minute I was hanging on every exactly. word of the drama. Yeah, it was it was so long, but there's so many players in this thing. Between Roman, Sammy, two Ooses, uh Solo Sokoa, Paul Heyman, plus like six people plus video footage. Oh yeah, everybody got their time to shine. Everybody yeah. did. And Sammy by yeah, doing no. very little. <laughs> Was, yeah, just his facial expressions. He sells it all. And, yeah, he looks like just, a sad dog who, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, isn't allowed something. And then the ultimate of highs, the lowest of lows. Yeah, just outstanding segment. This is, I mean, this this whole bloodline, this is going down as one of the best storylines in history at this point, I'd, the way they're going. Oh, wow, wow. that this is, this is really something. The length, the... the uh, yeah, for something to be this consistently good for this long and they haven't ruined it or abandoned it yet. <laughs> I like how you say ruined or abandoned. Like, those are the two options. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> they uh, ruin it or they forget about it. <laughs> yeah, but it seems like we are getting close. The Royal Rumble could be the big breaking point, but who knows? Uh, and of course, Elimination Chamber after that in Montreal. There's got to be a big Sami Zayn match for that. So yeah, we're gonna find it. Yep, Sami Zayn's gonna be front and center. Rips that shirt off for the first time in front, in front of the Montreal crowd. Uh, yeah, so that was like the first 30 minutes, but we weren't even done with the Bloodline yet because we got that big Raw Tag Title match. Uh, the Usos defending against the Judgment Day. Damian Priest and Dominic. So, yeah, pretty much battle of the top two factions in WWE going on here. Yeah, and these two, Judgment Day, have not mixed with the Bloodline yet. Um, yeah, exactly. They've been kind of operating in parallel of each other. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, after that opening segment, you had to put the Usos in the babyface corner, the top left there. So, I mean, they basically are baby they faces. They pretty much after that are baby segment. faces, yeah. Like, I think everybody Especially loves. Especially Jay, I mean. Everybody loves the bloodline. Like, there's nothing yeah. about them that's healy. I mean, Roman's still a jerk, but people love him. But, I mean, the Usos, they're, they're, just, they're just nice to Sammy now, so it all works out. <laughs> yeah, they're Sammy's bud, and we love Sammy's buds. Yeah. So, anyways, we get a real good match here. Uh,. Yeah, some rare high flying from Damian Priest hitting a big springboard tope to the floor. And uh, a bit later, Jay hits a super kick, goes for the Uso splash, but Finn Balor pushes him down, interfering behind the ref's back. Uh, but the ref turns around and sees the aftermath and ejects Balor from ringside. That's when Jimmy tags in and uh, he hits the big Uso splash, but Priest kicks out. 
So a bit after that, Jimmy, he goes for the suicide dive to the floor, but lands awkwardly, goes down holding his leg. So the referee checks on him and throws up that dreaded X symbol for an injury, which, I mean, it's 50-50 whether it's real or worked, but uh, (laughs) when you first see it, but we'll find out that it was all part of the story because the medical team, they come out, they start helping Jimmy to the back. Adam Pierce meets him on the ramp and says, if you can't continue, you got to forfeit this match and the titles. But Sami Zayn says, no, 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 no. Jimmy Uso's hurt, but Sami Uso's good to go. <laughs> and, you know, got to give Adam Pierce credit. He's a fair man. He said, I did it for Judgment Day in the gauntlet match, so I'll do it for Raw 30. This match continues. Sami comes in. The crowd is hot. Everyone's chanting for him. Uh, he's ready to hit the Haluva kick on Dominic, but then Rhea Ripley gets involved, so Priest can interfere. He hits the south of heaven. Dominic makes the cover, but Sammy kicks out last second. Uh, tags in Jay, who starts dishing out a bunch of super kicks. Rhea slides back in the ring. Uh, he thinks about hitting her, but he stops. Doesn't want to kick a woman. But the whole distraction allows Dominic to shove him into the ropes, hit a 619, and then the frog splash. But thankfully, Sammy breaks the pin up, so the crowd's just going nuts. And Sammy tags back in. Him and Jay hit the 1D. Sammy makes the pin, gets the win, retains the belt on behalf of the Usos. And I wonder, just an awesome match. I wonder when the last time, uh, I mean, it would have been, it's been a few years since Sammy Zayn last fought, was on the right side of a uh, of a championship victory. <laughs> yeah, I think the Intercontinental title. Yeah, that would have been the little... last one. Yeah, it was nice to see some gold around his belt, you know? Yeah, even if he doesn't officially where get it, where it he belongs. Still, he got to hold it for a second there when he was exactly. celebrating. Exactly. And yeah, awesome match. The crowd was just on the edge of their seat. So was I. Those near falls. And uh, yeah, we cut to the back. Heyman's, or yeah, Roman's watching with Heyman and Solo, and he just says he made it through the night but remember paul i don't want to see him until saturday so you better not show up on smackdown sammy sammy stay up you you know it's good for you yeah but uh damn that whole first hour was just fantastic and action. it really was <laughs> it was a full hour of this three-hour show um yeah. you know yeah that's the thing well you know when, when you look between dynamite and raw that this is where that third hour makes a difference. Like, imagine if Dynamite was one massive promo and then a match, like kind of like two matches, kind of you know, match and a half. <laughs> uh, that would be yeah, insane. Be... You just absolutely could not do. I mean, you know, besides, I guess they did the uh, fucking. There was the Kenny the o- one hour the one hour match, but that was with Brian and Hangman. Yeah, but yeah, that was just you know what I'm that saying. Was something special. That was something special. Yeah, it wasn't just uh... spur of the fucking moment. <laughs> but this was special as well. Yeah. Uh, special night. Beard, that's white. <laughs> no, we go backstage. JBL with his buddy Baron Corbin trying to get into a poker game. Uh, they run into the Godfather. He's playing the bouncers. Says Corbin's not on the list. So they want to speak to the owner. Godfather knocks on the old APA protection door. That's when JBL's old partner, Farouk, Ron Simmons, comes out. They bribe him with some cash so they can get in the poker game. Yeah, good thing uh, that door is still there. 
<laughs> yeah. Everywhere they go, I mean, they have to set it up just in case. Yeah. So I mean, we just did this whole poker thing a few months ago. Seems. I mean, anytime we do a nostalgia pop, we get a poker game. <laughs> just need poker. Why don't they get a pool table? Shoot some. Pool that would be something. fun. Uh, foosball. <laughs> foosball, air hockey, something like that. Those are too loud. Maybe that's what it is. It'd be too loud for TV. So poker's the quietest thing you can do. <laughs> I guess so. A lot of people. And they don't have to be good. They can just rig all that. You know, someone exactly. needs to be able to make a <laughs> Imagine shot. Imagine if, like, during a promo, like, you know, two guys are trying to be hard, but they keep missing every single <laughs> fucking ball they're trying to see. Yeah. That'd be funny. Uh, L.A. Knight comes out for a promo. His Raw debut here. Just talking about Bray and... Says to all the legends backstage living off past glory, why don't you come on down here and I'll give you a preview of the pitch black match at your expense. And that's when the world famous dong of The Undertaker goes off. The dong uh, heard around the world, folks. It can only mean one thing. Or so you think. But then we get a big surprise. Kid Rock, his old theme song, The American Badass. The American Badass Undertaker that we haven't seen in over 15, 20 years almost. He's back. People have been wanting it. So, yeah, that's what we get. Undertaker, the biker. He's got his motorcycle. Uh, yeah, nearly 20 years since this. So, huge pop for that. Uh, although it seemed he had a little bit of trouble with the bike at first. It took him a second to kind of come out on the ramp and it was going pretty slow, but... <laughs> Maybe it's a rented bike they didn't want to damage. Well, yeah, it. whether he's walking or riding a bike, Taker's doing shit slow. <laughs> yeah, so he rides his bike, does a little lap, and the crowd's just going wild, chanting his name. L.A. Knight's a bit stunned, but he uh, tells Undertaker, I heard what you said on Joe Rogan about the current locker room being soft, and I agree. Top of that list is Bray Wyatt, but I don't fall under that umbrella. Uh... But he doesn't get in the ring with Taker. He just says, I'll let you live to see another day. So enjoy your retirement and watch the pitch black match at Rumble. Because after that, they're going to call me Lord of the Darkness. Yeah. And he goes to leave, but the lights shut out. That's when Bray Wyatt comes up behind with his lantern and just backs Knight up into the ring. Right into the Undertaker who grabs him. Right out of the He chokes him, but then he ends up. Not hitting the choke slam, he tosses him to Bray. So Bray can hit the sister Abigail. And then afterwards, Undertaker and Bray, they kind of stare down for a moment. The crowd's chanting, holy shit. And then the Undertaker just walks up to his ear, whispers something, and then walks off and rides his motorcycle to the back. I am American Badass. Uh, it checks out because I guess last time we saw Taker was Hall of Fame Taker, uh, but yeah. then you know he needed a quick mill, uh, maybe maybe a quick uh, hundred grand maybe. Uh, so he's back. Yeah, no uh, no physicality from him other than that, just grabbing him by the throat. So he didn't actually hit a tombstone or anything. So maybe keeping his word of retirement. He's not dressing as the Undertaker. He's not hitting any moves. Yeah, until he comes still. out as a uh, fucking whatever his name is. What's it? What's uh, what's Undertaker's name? Paul. Mark Calloway. Mark Calloway. I knew it was some white guy shit. Yeah, and some people were posting online, like reading his lips, 
he said something to Wyatt, just be like, it's your time now, or something like that. Just passing the torch said, to him. Wyatt, you're 38 years old. It's your time <laughs> to lead these young men. <laughs> yeah. Your hip's not made of metal. You can do this. Yeah, I, Bray Wyatt has three and a half more years of wrestling in him before his bones collapse. Um, <laughs> and Taker's like, it's your yard now. But he already said that to uh, Roman. Uh, who knows? Yeah, that was retirement number two when he said <laughs> <laughs> electric boogaloo <laughs> uh we go back to this poker game where we get our only woman's legend of the night even though they advertised the bella twins and lita but you know not everyone can show up so alundra blaze was there playing poker we had diamond dallas page and of course he wins the hand with a straight flush of diamonds and that was really all we got from those yeah, for in terms of like the the that that chunk of the legends, yeah, the the, the like I guess that's the, all the, the poker yeah, game the, was the five thousand dollar crew. <laughs> uh, then we're supposed to get this big steel cage match we've been promoting for a couple weeks. Becky Lynch versus Bailey, big time match here. But before Becky can enter the cage, damage control they ambush her, they toss her around into the barricade, into the cage. They pull out a steel chain, punch her with that, and yeah, they throw her inside the cage. All three members of Damage Control, they enter, they lock the cage. So it's just a three-on-one assault. Adam Pierce comes out yelling. They get the bolt cutters. They cut the chain off. Get inside. Damage Control just climb to the top of the cage, and they leave. We don't get the match. We don't even get it. Was there a reason? A shoot, a work reason? Uh, I heard that it was timing, like the first segment went pretty long and they didn't want to cut anything else out, so they ended up cutting out one of the biggest matches, unfortunately. Cutting out our only, cut cutting out our um, our big woman's, yeah, fucking blow it, that blows. Yeah, there's like two or three other things they could have cut instead of this, so, the whole I mean, I'd be mad, you go to all that trouble, you're there, you see every the cage. Single, literally every single Legends moment you could have cut. Yeah, cut out the poker tournament. Cut out this other thing. Yeah, like hey, like Hunter, the the six year old who's there doesn't give a shit about <laughs> APA. <laughs> yeah, and the dad doesn't want to explain who the Godfather is. The dad doesn't want to have Godfather. to explain. He doesn't even know who Rick. Dude, dude, these kids don't even know who Ric Flair is. Man, nobody wants to hear him <laughs> ramble. Yeah, so I'd be pissed. You know, they lower the cage. You go to all that trouble of shipping it there. You don't even get to see a cage match. Yeah, like, <laughs> you shipped it there. Well, I wonder if people, I mean, surely people in the crowd would have seen the cage probably built before. Yeah. I mean, they knew it was going to happen. I'd be like, yeah, we're getting a cage match tonight. Damn. Oh, well. Uh, need more time for the legends, I guess, because afterwards, Degeneration X come out, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Road Dog, X Pac. And for some reason, Kurt Angle's just tagging along with them. You know, Kurt Angle was the uno- was always the unofficial member of DX. He's the unofficial member of every group, I guess. <laughs> I think so. He's the unofficial the member of the and, Shield. <laughs> yeah. Alpha Academy, everything. Uh, so yeah, Road Dog. He starts doing his New Age Outlaw catchphrase, but when he gets to the Billy Gunn part, he points at Kurt Angle, and everyone's confused. And Kurt's just like, "Yeah, I always wanted to be in DX," and he takes off his Kurt Angle shirt to reveal a DX shirt. So HBK says you're going to have to pass a test and uh, Triple H does his catchphrase and that's when Imperium interrupt. 
they just start insulting their filth and nonsense and call them a mockery of the sport. We're here to kick you out of this ring unless any of you can do something about it. But Triple H just says, I'm retired, dude. And Sean says, I'm too old. Xbox got shin splints and Road Dog. he's like, ah, who am I kidding? I ain't doing it. He's probably the last one that, we, that would be able to anyways. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't think any of them can move. Uh, so DX have a group huddle here, and they look over at Kurt. The crowd chants his name, but Angle's like, nope, not fighting. So finally, Seth Rollins comes out to answer the call, followed by the Street Profits. So the numbers are now even, and uh, Triple H is like, don't look at me. This booking stuff isn't easy. And If only there was someone that could come out and make sense of this situation. That's when we get the return of Teddy Long. Long-time SmackDown general manager. He does his classic shtick. He books a tag team match playoff. And uh, then they say we need a special referee. And Kurt Angle takes off his DX shirt to reveal a third shirt. A red, white, and blue referee shirt. So he can at least do that. Doesn't have to take a bump. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It was it. Yeah, I don't... You know You know how I feel about these uh, nostalgia bumps pops for me these segments just never do it for me just personally personally they well i mean we've seen dx like within the last a year anyway times. we've seen this yeah like yeah it really goes to show that they can't get anybody else who would like move the needle so they just keep going back to dx yeah so it really wasn't yeah you could have cut this whole thing giving it to the cage match exactly but anyway, Street Profits, Seth Rollins take on Imperium. Kurt Angle's the referee. Uh, Jerry the King Lawler comes out for guest commentary. Squeezing him in there, but... Yeah, pretty standard six-man match. Everyone's in and out, having their moments. Uh, Gunther gets mad. Starts yelling at Kurt, poking him in the chest. So Kurt shoves him back. Seth grabs Gunther, hits an angle slam. Nice tribute to our referee, and then... Uh, a great spot where Rollins hits a top rope superplex and he hangs on, but instead of doing the Falcon Arrow, he lifts the guy up right onto Dawkins' shoulders. So the Street Profits hit the Doomsday Blockbuster. And then Montez hits from the heavens. Seth hits the curb stomp. That gives the baby faces the win. As they should. Seth Rollins, uh, what, well, yeah, what are you doing over here? But hey, nice to see everybody involved. You know? <laughs> I don't know? Yeah, it was what it was. It was. Uh, back to the poker game, unfortunately. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the poker game, Corbin, he ends up beating the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. So, tons of cash on the table. Corbin's cleaning up. But then Bray Wyatt's father, Erwin R. Scheister, IRS, he shows up to remind Corbin to pay his taxes. Takes his cut of the money, which is like 99% of it. <laughs> what, I don't know what all. state they're in. Yeah. And then Teddy Biasi laughs at him and Ron Simmons says, damn. Forgot their catchphrases in there. Yeah, and then all these uh, dads had to explain this entire segment to their kids. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ric Flair comes out for a promo celebrating the history of Raw. Introduces his daughter Charlotte. And she talks about Raw being the start of the women's revolution with the call up of the four horsewomen and uh, 
says, I may be the SmackDown Women's Champion, but Raw will always be my home. And that's when Bianca Belair comes out. Crowd chants EST. She says she respects Charlotte, but you don't go here. This is my show. And that's when Sonya Deville comes out, starts insulting the champions, and Charlotte says, all right, this is your show, Bianca. Why don't you handle this? So Belair invites Sonya to the ring, and we get Sonya versus Bianca. Uh, yeah, solid match. Like I was saying earlier, Sonya's underrated, so always nice to see her in a big match. Gets a few moves in, but eventually Bianca just takes over, hits the KOD, gets the win, grabs the mic, says that's a preview of what I'm going to do to Alexa at the Rumble. Bliss shows up on the screen to respond, says I don't need Uncle Howdy or Wyatt or anyone to tear your face open with my bare hands. That was that. Yeah, that was about that. I think this was a big uh, commercial break match. Uh, yeah, this was another one they could have cut. Could have cut. Could have cut the whole thing. Like, Sonya's feuding with Charlotte. She didn't need to fight Bianca. Neither of them need to be on the show. Yep, could have cut. I know they wanted to get Ric they, Flair they, in Honestly, there, it was a conduit to get Ric Flair in there. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was literally all it was. Yeah, so the cage match, that's, yeah, that just sucks. Mm -hmm. Hopefully we'll get it another week. Yeah. Uh, the Miz comes out. He's angry. He doesn't get a Miz TV spot or a match on Raw 30. So Kevin Owens shows up, hits him with a stunner. And then Kevin grabs the mic, cuts a promo on Roman, just saying you've hold, you've held that universal title hostage for two years. So Saturday at the Rumble, gonna take that title, give everyone a champion they can be proud of. Yeah, you should do it. <laughs> Not you, but uh, hey, give me a shot. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fly down to the Alamo Dome. Okay, we'll see what you got. <laughs> uh, but let's go to the main event of Raw Triple X. We've got Austin Theory taking on Bobby Lashley for that U.S. title. No DQ. Uh, they added that stip there, and yeah, it's hard to keep track of whether Bobby Lashley is a face or a heel anymore. He's I think he's just involved. He's just there. He's just there. <laughs> he's, yeah, the guy. he's just there. Yeah. But against Theory, he's a face. They're rooting for him. The crowd's cheering him on, and he's in control. So Theory has to fight dirty. He starts gouging Bobby's eyes, grabs a chair, hits him with it. All legal, though. So, uh, yeah, they set the chair up in the corner. Lashley throws Theory hard into the chair. Then he sets up a table. But Theory grabs a fire extinguisher, sprays Lashley in the face. And then back in the ring, though, Theory, or Lashley gets Theory in the hurt lock. But Theory kicks him in the balls to escape. Uh, but Bobby is still able to pick him up. Spinebuster Theory through the table. So Lashley's, <clears throat> Lashley's in control. He could win this title here. But then his old rival, Brock Lesnar, comes out. Uh, first time we've seen him since Crown Jewel, I guess. Yeah, probably. Yeah, so another return there. He just gets in the ring, hits Lashley with an F5. Then he picks up Theory, hits him with an F5, but perfectly placed, lands right on top of Lashley. Uh, so the ref counts the pin. One, two, three. Austin Theory retains. And they were very close on the time limit here because they basically, is Corey Graves is saying something, they cut him off, the show's over. <laughs> they can't go over like TK. They're not allowed to go over. The crowd popped more for Brock Lesnar than ev all of the every single legend that they got. 
maybe not maybe yeah. not take her uh yeah, maybe, maybe but, but you know maybe different but like i think if ww like more than all of dx put together <laughs> yeah seemed like it's it. crazy that the crowd wants to see the stuff that's like actually happening not the stuff that did happen yeah, well, like you said, there's probably a lot of kids there that weren't even around for DX. So like it, it is, it is funny to, it is funny to be, you know, to pride yourself on, uh, you know, appealing to the younger generation, but then also doing these big shows that maybe they're like, maybe they're try, they try to do best of both worlds. Maybe it's like, hey, we make this product for kids, so now, dad, this one's for you. Finally, I don't know. I don't know what the appeal <laughs> is. I don't know. I also don't know why Lesnar did this. Like he beat Lashley at Crown Jewel, so what's his beef? Why is he picking on him? Like because he when has Brock Lesnar ever liked anybody? <laughs> but you know, you think he wouldn't There's even care? Reason, like, I'm not Mike, showing I just, up. I just gave you the reason. I guess so. <laughs> As Raw 30 came off the air, can't wait for 35. Uh, I'm sure they'll do the exact same show. Uh, then, Mike, should we take a break? <laughs> Yes, let's. let's take a break. We'll come back with all our action from NXT Dynamite. Rumble's coming up. Uh, so we'll stick around. Back here with second half of the show. Thanks for sticking out through the break here. Uh, as we roll our way down to the Rumble. A Saturday night, PLE. That's right. No competition with the NFL. You got the night to themselves. I love these Saturday night things. I feel much more inclined to just, you know, stretch my feet out. You know, I don't have to worry. Yeah. I don't have, you don't have to worry about the next day. You're not worrying about groceries. That's a sun laundry. That's a Sunday <laughs> thing. This is Saturday. It's my time. Yeah. No, it seems like this has become the new day for them, Saturday. And and AEW. It I just mean, seems like pay-per-views are on Saturday now. Because uh, that is the night, like, um, boxing, you know, UFC, those are on Saturday. If they want to be another one of the big fight, the big fighters. Yeah. You know, people can stay up. They can drink. They less obligations the next day, so... Yeah, Saturday is a good night. I good agree. night for fight. I agree. Thanks for saying it. Uh, but let's uh, we're uh, let's keep let's keep moving on. Let's keep moving on through the show. What about a little action from over on NXT? NXT. But, um, what does it mean? But, um, I don't know, but, but it's but, good but, wrestling. But, so NXT. But, um, watch and see. But, um, to tap out a count out but, um, one, two, three. Boom, boom, boom. So, where their uh, Saturday P premium live event, a Vengeance Day, is also coming up uh, the weekend after next. Yeah, a couple more weeks, a nice uh, Valentine's Day tradition. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we start the show off with some cell phone footage recorded earlier at the, the Performance Center when Grayson Waller shows up, picks a fight with Braun, they have to be pulled apart. Love it. So, uh, I love TMZ this. footage. It felt so T yeah, TMZ. I can just picture Harvey Levin uh, sitting around a desk with a bunch of people talking about it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, it was it was super fun. Yeah, and it looked like cell phone footage inherently looks like a fight. Just you exactly. whether it's uh, <laughs> what the what, <laughs> like people interact, it always gonna look like a fight because it's so grainy. 
And in portrait uh, mode. No one ever holds it in landscape. <laughs> no one ever hand- holds mode. it in landscape. Come on. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I thought I thought this was fantastic. Loved it. Yeah. Fun way to open the and show. Quite frankly, I think the first legitimate threat. Uh, you know, I think Braun Breaker should be a little scared. Yeah. I mean, we did have that Dolph Ziggler upset, but there was there was a lot more to that shenanigans. But uh, yeah, the first legit NXT guy to pose a threat to Breaker here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we go to some women's action to start the show. Indy Hartwell taking on Tiffany Stratton. The long-awaited in-ring return of Tiffany here. Uh, but Indy's looking good. Comes out strong. The crowd's chanting Indy wrestling. Uh, but Tiffany showing off that gymnastics background, doing like double backwards handsprings, elbow into the corner. And then a bit later, Tiffany starts faking a knee injury. They have the doctor come out to check on her, but it was all a ruse. She cheap shots Indy and then hits an awesome moonsault. She bounces from the bottom rope to the middle rope to the top rope, triple decker, before completing the perfectly executed moonsault. That gives Tiffany the win. In the big, uh, what, what were you saying? Uh, the big long-awaited in-ring return. In-ring return, I guess. At Indy Hartwell's expense, though. When's my? When's our girl ever going to get a shot, a chance, a win, anything, <laughs> a call-up? What is happening here? Does she suck? At this point. Does she suck? I mean. I don't know. I'm just no, genuinely she, asking no. a question. There's people worse than her that have won titles, so. But I do think the ceiling is higher for Tiffany. She doesn't have the experience, but I think she's got the tools to be. Then let's move Indy Hartwell know. onwards and upwards, right? Or fucking I fire her and I go lower. I don't know. What, I don't know what to do. <laughs> no, maybe the Royal Rumble. We can finally get a main roster debut, and that'd be nice. Go from there. Reunite with Candice and Johnny. Get the whole gang back together because they're all struggling. Right <laughs> they're now. all struggling. You know your husband, Dexter. Yeah, Let's what happened to Dexter going. Loomis? He's your husband. We haven't even we, seen we him all, in weeks. We all remember. Yeah. The marriage wasn't an alder or anything. It was, I, I, there wasn't other. the divorce, so. <laughs> Anyways, uh, nice win for Tiffany, though. I'm always going to support her. Uh, and we get a backstage interview with JC Jane. We see the clip of her accidentally kicking Gigi last week, but JC says that wasn't a miscommunication, it was a revelation. I've been carrying Gigi for a year, and I'm done. I refuse to let her stop me from becoming champion at Vengeance Day. So, dissension in Toxic Attraction. I mean, it's the first time uh, any I think either of them ever faced each other, you know? It has to make you wonder. Yeah. So, we'll follow that up later. But uh, we got Chase U. The whole gang's in the ring. They're set up for a graduation ceremony for Thea Hale. Uh, Andre Chase is the speaker, recognizes Thea's hard work in the classroom, and it finally paid off last week when she got her first ever win here in NXT. And he puts her over, says, fear don't scare her, motherfucker, which they censor and the crowd chants, that's not PG. Uh, yeah, that's kind of what funny. they said. That's- yeah. Do, do, are you getting the feed where you're seeing what's actually being said? I don't think there is an uncensored feed for this. Okay. I think they're just ready. They know what's coming. Yeah, they're they're re- uh, they're reading the script. Yeah, but funny moment. Chase presents her with her diploma, award, whatever it is, certificate. Crowd chants, "You deserve it." 
she starts giving an acceptance speech when JD McDonough interrupts and just calls them all losers and challenges Andre to a fight. So we jump right into that. JD versus Andre. Decent little match. The crowd firmly behind Chase. Uh, Chase even pulls out a Canadian Destroyer at one point. Big near fall on that. I've never seen him do anything like that, so that was cool. I've never seen him do, uh, yeah, he's not a do much kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, but he's got it in him, I guess. Uh, he climbs to the top rope, but JD knocks him down. Uh, Duke Hudson, he's just disgusted by this and just abandons, goes to the back, leaves Chase on his own, which causes some distress, and JD takes advantage, hits the devil inside to get the win. Oh, which is too bad after, you know, a big uh, a big move like that. A shooty award-winning yeah. finisher. Exactly. Hopefully it'll be uh, Andre Chase's time soon. Yeah. Uh, then we got Tatum Paxley and Ivy Nile taking on Fallon Henley and Kiana James. But can Fallon learn to trust Kiana? I don't know. Finally? Uh, maybe, because uh, at one point, Ivy Nile, she's got Fallon in the Dragon Sleeper, her finisher, but Kiana saves her. And then later, Kiana trips up Ivy, which allows Fallon to hit the Shining Wizard, makes the pin as Kiana's holding back Paxley, and that allows Henley to get the three count. So their first match together, Kiana James, Fallon, Henley get the win. So what do you think? I like it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm on board with Kiana James. I hope she's not fooling us all. I hope she's become mm -hmm. a good person. Okay. Yeah, we'll have to see. Uh, then we got Hank Walker teaming up with Drew Gulak to take on the Creed Brothers. Uh, yeah, just three good technical wrestlers and then Hank the Brawler in there. Uh, the Creed showing off their athleticism. They hit a standing moonsault and then a shooting star press. And then this double team was like a double angel's wings type move. And then Hank, he goes on a bit of a roll. That's when Charlie Dempsey comes out, gets in Gulak's face, which leaves Hank all alone. Brutus hits him with the Brutus ball, gets the pinfall, so the Creed brothers win. Definitely the best match of the night, too. Yeah, no, it was Creed brothers uh, are great good. at putting on great matches. They're very good at yeah. they're very good at that. Yeah, they deliver. They deliver, they deliver every time. They really do. And then afterwards, the Creeds cut a promo. They thank Ivy Nile for always having their back keeping them straight the last few months and that's when Indu share come out with Jinder Mahal and challenges them to a match for next week so are we finally gonna get this thing they've been delaying for months Jinder's ready baby he's coming for ya <laughs> yeah I guess so it's time uh, it's time for then we interview Gigi Dolan backstage and Talk about what JC said about her. Gigi says, I'm not shocked. She's always the first to cast a stone. and She's a bad person, plain and simple. A rose is pretty, but it has thorns, and I'll give her a piece of my mind later tonight. Intimidating. Why not just let, why not let it play out in the match? Why promo the hell out of them not liking each other? You know? Uh, they want to add some drama. I don't know. Well, add, but... add the drama in the match. The match is the drama. But we need to know ahead of time whether they're going to work together or not. I don't Good know. Good point. 
We'll get to that later. We got Electra Lopez taking on Wendy Chu. And everything was going fine. Chu's in control when Valentina Forez walks out, distracts the ref. Lopez puts on the brass knuckles, knocks Chu out. So Electra Lopez gets the cheap win. Um, poor Wendy Chu, still, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> poor Wendy. Yeah, quick match, though. Not much. Yeah, nothing crazy. Uh, we go backstage. Jensen tells Fallon he's so pumped about her and Kiana winning that he went into Shawn Michaels' office and got them a women's tag title match at Vengeance Day. Huge opportunity, but Fallon's upset. Says you didn't even ask. This is supposed to be a one-time thing. She's going to have to think about it. I'm like, what the fuck? Why would you ever turn down a title shot? I, 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 don't, I didn't understand that. Yeah, I don't get it. You don't win very. You just won a match, and now you're going to turn. You think you're too good for a title shot? Come on. Like, I feel like that is now the time to be like, yeah, finally. Yeah, they've only won one match together. They're already getting a title shot. You can't blow that opportunity. Well, I guess who else is going to take it? I don't know. Uh, Grayson Waller comes out for the Waller effect. Says he punked Breaker out at the Performance Center yesterday and calls him out. So Breaker comes storming out, but the whole locker room follows to hold him back. And then a big brawl erupts. Uh, they're fighting on the floor. Breaker goes charging at Waller, but Waller moves and Breaker spears himself right through the barricade. When did they start making these out of drywall? I didn't know you could just break it like that. Um, it, it's, it's PC design, I guess. <laughs> I thought it was like a plastic rubber kind of concoction. Hmm. But uh, yeah, he went right through this thing. Because they've been working hard. Because we've, we've seen men bigger than him thrown into the barricade many times. And they don't just crash through it like this. But It's, hey. it's this, you know, it's these shoddy barricades they're buying from China. I swear they're buying their, <laughs> they're you know they're buying their tables yeah. from China. It's like those commercials for action figures back in the day. They always go like and crash through a wall to make them look cool. <laughs> and there's a message on the bottom like figure does not come with breakable yeah. wall. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly. G.I. Joe. It. <laughs> Anyways, uh, after that we got Team KC taking on Alba Fire in a tag title match. Alba all on her own here, trying to win, but maybe not, because Sol Ruka comes out, says, I got your back, let's do this, but uh, Alba is a bit hesitant, doesn't seem to want it, so Ruka has to tag herself in, but uh, yeah, Sol Ruka just continuing to look good, just showing off that fast pace, flippy style, hits a nice springboard splash for a big near fall, and She's got the strength as well. She presses Caden right above her head. Uh, but then outside the ring, Elba gets slammed into the steel steps. So Sol Ruka's left all on her, on her own. Team KC hit, uh, they, they hit the 450 splash neckbreaker combo. Get the win, so KC retain. As they probably should have. Yeah, you know, Elba fire. I mean, they're not even a team, so I like Sol Ruka and everything, but uh, yeah. They're not the ones yet. Yeah. But. I wonder how many uh, title defenses there's been, like, total of this thing. Mm, I don't know. A few? Maybe three or four. Maybe. But, I mean, they are the longest reigning at this point Which somehow. Which is crazy. Two. This was their second uh, title defense. Only two? Damn. Uh, third, afterwards, third. My though. My mistake. My mistake. Okay. Afterwards, Kiana James, Fallon Henley appear on the balcony. Fallon says, I thought about it. We'll see you at Vengeance Day. 
Let's go. I hope the friendship's real. You think, or is Team KC going to take off into the stratosphere? I don't know. I could see a big upset win, maybe. Kiana and Fallon. But uh, probably not. Hopefully. I don't know. I don't know. So maybe maybe old Jensen helps his girl win. You think so? Or he ends up accidentally costing yeah, Or Goster the DQ. Exactly. Either way, I'm intrigued. Okay. I'm intrigued. Uh, Cora Jade is being interviewed when we cut away to a breaking news story in the parking lot. Uh-oh. We see this car. I know. You, you know it's going to be trouble. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> <laughs> we see this car pull away, and Nikita Lyons is down. She's in pain, just grabbing her leg. Um, yeah, she's hurt. Apparently, this is all to sell a real injury. She's torn her ACL and meniscus. And MCL. Yeah, so the triple. The triple, triple whammy. Whip. Isn't this her second? This is now this is her set now her second big ass knee injury yeah she just came back not too long ago so this is a tough break for her she was one of their one of their top young stars in the women's division and uh you know it could be those splits that she does all the time (laughs) i mean yeah she's got she's got a heavy she's got a larger frame as it were um, yeah, so I don't know. You know, Maybe yeah, have to start. it's tough to take care of your body. It's in so, yeah, in some of those in some of those ways, right? You know, a lot of athletes struggle with uh, knee injuries. Yeah, I might have to bring in the knee braces, but I don't know. Tough break either way. Sucks for her. Yeah. Uh, we go backstage. Duke Hudson comes into the Chase U locker room. Chase says, "Where the fuck did you go during my match?" And I mean, this seems to be Chase's gimmick now. He drops that F-bomb all the time. And they're always just ready to Yeah, I guess you're allowed to do it in front of the live crowd. As as long as it's censored, are you allowed to say it? Like, surely on the news, if somebody, like, dropped an F-bomb on the news, they would bleep it, you know? Or, like, you know, like a news interview or whatever? Yeah. Sometimes people run up, though, and they're like, fuck her in the pussy! And then they run (laughs) up, and it makes the... (laughs) That's a good point. Fuck her in the pussy, man. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, that seems to be his gimmick. He, He says, fuck and they censor it. But uh, anyways, Duke Hudson says he stormed. The reason he left the match earlier was he stormed into HBK's office to demand that they be added to the New Day's Tag Team Invitational next week to try and earn a spot in the Fatal 4-Way Tag Title Match at Vengeance Day. So, uh, yeah, he went up to Sean, and Sean said, talk to New Day. Duke talked to New Day, and they said, all right, you're in. So they got a shot. They're reasonable, team. Ben. They they know that their uh, title needs to be defended. They're fighting champions. Yeah, exactly. Uh, then our final segment, you got Booker T in the ring to host this uh, women's, the Women's Championship Summit. Not quite a contract signing, just a summit. So, yeah, you got the two challengers, J.C. Jane, Gigi Dolan, sitting in the ring. We bring out Roxanne Perez. Uh, but she just kind of sits there as Gigi and J.C. bicker back and forth. And J.C. says that kick last week and it was an accident, but now I wish it wasn't. I've been carrying Gigi's ass all year. If it wasn't for her, Gigi would be a one-hit wonder still wrestling on the indies. And Gigi says J.C.'s one of the most insecure people she's ever met. She pukes her guts out before every match in the back. She's so nervous. Uh, JC calls her a pathological liar, and Booker T's like, oh, shucky ducky, quack, quack. 
what do you think about all this, Roxy? And yeah, Roxanne says, I need some popcorn. These two these two have insulted every single woman in this locker room and made life living hell, so I'm glad they're feeling the same way that they've made everyone else feel. Karma is a toxic bitch. And the crowd chants toxic, toxic bitch. Toxic bitch. Toxic bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and then Roxy says, look, it's going to be a real, or yeah, looks like it's going to be a real triple threat now instead of a handicap match, but I'm still going to walk out champ. Gigi and JC keep insulting each other. They get right in each other's faces, but then they smile, turn around, attack Roxy, pick her up, hit a double choke slam through the table. So it was all a ruse. Toxic attraction stand tall. It was all a game. It, uh, it, you know, it, it stinks that I guess like the match is good. Sorry, like, like say, like the match probably be good, but the the buildup has been about not the champion. Well, I mean, because they got, uh, I don't know, what's going to happen? Are they going to work together? Only one of them can win the title, so is one of them going to be selfish? Or the other, uh, who's going to, I don't know. Exactly. I feel like that's where you play it off in the match. You don't need, you, yeah. you know, they go into each other being friends, not even thinking about it really, and then one breaks up another's pin, and then, you know, another guy breaks up another pin, and the next thing you know, they're chopping the shit out of each other. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, either way, the match is going to go down the same as if this whole thing didn't happen. But, uh, you know, they planted that seed of doubt for the night. Uh, and, you know, we don't, it was usually Mandy Rose doing the talking, so it was, <laughs> it was nice to see that they can they can handle themselves on the mic a little bit. Yeah, good point. But uh, either way, yeah, I'm intrigued for the triple threat, see how they lay things out. Mm-hmm. We'll have to see it. But that was NXT. That was all of NXT. So let's hop ships over to Dynamite. AEW. All Elite. They coming for you, Vince. Better watch out. It's too sweet. Opening this week's action. Uh, Jericho and Sammy Guevara taking on Ricky Starks and Action Andretti. Uh, of course, you know, the entire JAS is there also. Daniel Garcia is hot at ringside. <laughs> yeah, I liked uh, during the entrance, Jericho and Sammy had like these tearaway pants. And Jericho throws his up and they landed right back down on his head. It's <laughs> kind of a funny little moment. And uh, also, AEW has been on a nice tour lately. This is their first time in Kentucky, I believe. So we had a real hot crowd all night. Yeah, anytime they come to a place for the first time, it's going to be big. Yeah, so fun match. The crowd, anytime Sammy's in there, they're chanting Sammy sucks and cheering any offense that Starks and Andretti get. Uh, at one point, Starks, he's doing his little tightrope walk on the top rope, and then Sammy jumps in, hits him with a big cutter. And then later, Ricky hits Jericho with a spear, but Sammy breaks up the pin. And that's when Daniel Garcia starts interfering. He hits Andretti with the baseball bat behind the referee's back. Sammy follows up with the GTH. Gets the one, two, three. So Sammy and Jericho win. I know. Cover. Uh, getting getting that win on action Andretti, too. You fucking killed me. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, at least he's getting consistent Fucking TV opening time. match. Yeah, every, every opening match on Dynamite is always a hot match just because the crowd feels that way. If nothing yeah, else. Exactly. Yeah, so it's always great to see. 
And uh, also, apparently, uh, Warner Brothers Discovery, the uh, owners, or I guess the, ch- I don't know, the broadcasters, they changed their tune. They're now allowing the Briscoes to be shown on television. So this night was a tribute, a full-on tribute to Jay Briscoe. We got a nice video tribute, and uh, yeah, in the main event, Mark Briscoe is going to be wrestling. So yeah, good to see on Jay Tony Khan in that main event. Yeah, so we'll get to that. But in the meantime, Darby Allen defends that TNT title against Buddy Matthews, which is Darby's fourth consecutive defense in the last four weeks. And him and him and Orange Cassidy are the, are the guys who have you know they're 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 consistent when they not don't have the belt. They can they're consistent when they do. These guys are just they wrestle. They bring in fucking cash. Yeah, good fighting champions. Uh, Buddy Murphy or sorry Matthews, he's got. Half his face painted up, mocking Darby. Uh, and then, yeah, they just fight around the ring, slam into the barricade. Buddy hits a big meteora off the top rope onto the apron. And then later, Darby hits a coffin drop to the floor. He goes to follow up, but the lights shut out. And that's when uh, yeah, Malachi and Brody appear. So Ortiz comes running out with a kendo stick, attacks them. That's when Sting jumps in with his bat. So they all fight off to the back. So uh, the two men are alone in the ring. Buddy hits a Liger bomb, but Darby kicks out. And then later, Darby spikes Buddy with a big reverse Rana. Uh, And then, yeah, he kind of gets Buddy hung up on the middle rope and jumps off the top, hits a coffin drop, gets the win. So Darby retains his belt. This was a pretty damn good match, too. Yeah. No, that's uh, that's what you need for the TNT title. Just a solid match you know, every week. The the uh, yeah the the lights off in the middle went on for a little too long. I kept waiting. I was like, come on. Yeah, I mean we don't need it. They use it a bit and, too much. And uh, Julia Hart, uh, sometimes she has a very uh, she has a real Undertaker look about her. Just the hat brim and the <laughs> yeah, black yeah. long sleeve uh, or the long kind of thing. Uh, yeah, I want to see her get in the ring. Yeah, I wonder if she. I wonder if she her. what she's doing on dark. Yeah, yeah, probably doing stuff there. Uh, but Darby stays in the ring. Tony Schiavone goes to interview him, but then Samoa Joe appears on the screen, cuts a promo. He wants that TNT title back. So it looks like we'll get a rematch between them. Okay, that'd be good. And Darby Allen loves to defend this. So yeah, go for five, five weeks straight. Let's see if they do it next week. Yeah, we'll have to see. I, I wonder where they're going. Yeah. Uh, then we got Ethan Page and Matt Hardy taking on Jungle Hook. Um, but yeah, Page and Hardy still not fully getting along. I still don't know why they're paired up, but anyways, they were doing okay. Hardy's ready to hit a twist of fate, but Page yells at him to tag him in. So Hardy listens. Page goes for a twist of fate, but Jungle Boy counters into the snare trap. Page taps out Jungle Hook get another win um like you said i don't know why they're friends yeah i saw a clip from being the elite where matt hardy kind of teased going back to his broken hardy character oh really oh that'd be fun yeah it's better than this whole shit yeah get away from (laughs) the inexplicably i'm rich inexplicably my least favorite of all gimmicks mike you know this yeah it only works if you're Cameron Grimes or 
The Million Dollar Man. Yeah, Cameron. Yeah, <laughs> if you're gonna be inexplicably rich, like play golf and do yeah, shit do that stuff. rich people do. Don't just say it. Like wear cool yeah. clothes. I don't know. Like do yeah, he doesn't even look. He just looks like the same Matt Hardy as always. He, he looks the exact with, same like. guy. Yeah. Like at least like you know MJF dresses like MJF should. Yeah. Hardy needs like Mr. T jewelry, just a bunch of bling to come out. <laughs> a nice suit. Mr. So, yes, Mr. T, the uh, <laughs> epitome of wealth. <laughs> well, I just mean the jewelry. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I think the whole losing Jeff probably screwed up their whole storylines for the. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, they were they were set to win the tag titles before the whole thing Maybe. went down. And anyways, we go to this family therapy segment between the acclaimed Billy Gunn and his two sons. And uh, Gunn asks his sons when they became so spoiled. They say, "Dad, you were on the road 300 days a year. We never came first. And uh, Bowen says, you guys are the two biggest pieces of shit I've ever met. You had all the time in the world to make up with your dad. And then you get jealous when he adopts the acclaimed. And the guns say, our faults as sons are your failures as a father. And Billy just says, this is too much. We need a resolution. What's going to make you happy? The ass boys say, we want the titles and walk off. So, going to get that match, I guess. Yeah, I feel like the segment could have been better, I think. Yeah, this whole feud is kind of, I mean, you go from FTR to this, it's a downgrade. Yeah, and you know, just there are uh, there are a lot of uh, tag teams here, but it doesn't feel like it lately with FTR being subtly written off TV. Yeah, and that whole trios title thing, I feel like that really took away or has become, you know, those became the, the more popular tag belts of the moment yeah. because of those banger matches. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. I don't know. The tag division is a little a little weak for the first time yeah, right in now. AEW's history. I think you're, uh, you're yeah, looking really. around at the tag division like where are they? Exactly. Yeah, it's kind of. Uh, I don't know. Hopefully, we can get this this ass boy thing over with and move on to bigger, better things. Yes, bigger and better teams. Yeah, these sorts of things. Uh, backstage, Hangman Page gets interviewed. Says me and Moxley are now tied one and one. And next week we're in Ohio, so why don't we run it back one more time? I want to knock out Moxley. And that's when Wheeler Yuta walks up, says, okay, Mox will be there next week. But how about in the meantime, you fight me on Rampage? Which I uh, I guess this means still no vacation for Moxley. Moxley? <laughs> or he's taking like a week vacation at a time. He's not getting extended vacation. <laughs> he's yeah, getting multiple know, weeks, like multiple five-day chunks. Unless next week is the big write-off, the stretcher job. Yeah, the stretcher, yeah. Because he said he wants to knock Moxley out. So that could be it, knock yeah. Knock him out. Yeah, maybe a steel chair to the head, big blade job. <laughs> you know Moxley loves that. Yeah, you know Moxley cutting too deep. <laughs> uh, next match, we got Brian Danielson taking on Brian Cage. Battle of the Bryans. Step three in Danielson's journey to becoming number one contender. So, yeah, just a real nice competitive match. Hard hitting, lots of stiff chops and strikes to be expected, but uh, some rare submission work from Brian Cage. He spends a lot of the match working over Brian's arm because you remember MJF paid him off. He wants him to break that arm. So, uh, 
Yeah, he's working the arm. They're going back and forth. Cage hits a big power bomb. He holds on to hit a second one, but Brian rolls forward, gets Cage in a pin, holds him down for the three. So Danielson wins, but Cage is a sore loser. He grabs Brian, hits this new move. It was like a gory bomb into a flat liner. And, uh, the timekeeper is just ringing the bell. Trying to get Cage to stop, as if that's going to do anything. <laughs> Has uh, he seen Brian Cage? <laughs> this is also the first time I ever actually saw the Timekeeper. It's a woman. In the corner there. Oh. Yeah, no, she's come around a yeah. few times. No, she has. She's been there. This is the first time I noticed her. Oh, yeah. okay. She had cool hair. Maybe that's yeah, why. Sitting there, she had, like, sitting there beside Doc Samson. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. Cool to see her. MJF comes out, though, takes her bell away and just throws it. Then grabs a chair, gives it to Cage. Cage wraps the chair around Brian's arm and then throws him into the ring post, damaging the arm. And then back in the ring, MJF just mounts Brian, starts punching away. Cage wraps the chair around Brian's arm again. MJF climbs the ropes, ready to jump down, crush, crush the arm. When Takeshita comes running out to make the save and uh, you the medical staff come out, help Brian to the back. Renee follows him for an interview. The doctor says, you know, it doesn't look good in my medical opinion, but Brian doesn't care. He says, can I wrestle? <laughs> I don't Doc care says, about your opinion. Can yeah. I wrestle? Doc says no, but Brian says, yes, I can. I've wrestled 60 goddamn minutes with a separated shoulder, so nobody's stopping me from wrestling. That just cuts another promo on MJF. Says, you're afraid of me exposing you and taking that title from you. I so hope he does. Fuck, I hope he does. Yeah, I mean, Brian can't lose. He's lost too many of those big matches. He needs it. Needs the big win. And not only that, like, we we need somebody who fucking wrestles. Love MJF. The yeah. man doesn't wrestle. That's just kind of it. When he does... Even if it's a short ring. When he does, it's good. Yeah. But he just doesn't. Is that Does that make me too needy? Like, is this my fault? Um, no. I mean, it's been done before where the world champ doesn't wrestle a lot, but not in AEW. They're usually pretty good at being fighting champions, so. Exactly, or at least just, like, into yeah. a program right away. Because, yeah, by March, that'll be four months to have his first title defense. That's a long time. No, well, the, uh, no, the, the Dynamite Diamond Ring, that was also for the championship, right? Oh, yeah. That's right. So That's he's right. one for like one, and he's one for one in terms of title defenses. Uh, but he did win that championship yeah. in mid-November. Yeah. So I don't know. If it was up to me, I'd have Brian win, and then he can lose it back at double or nothing if you want. It doesn't have to be a long reign. It doesn't have to be a long reign. Yeah. Get him on that lineage. Get him on the Wikipedia. Get him on the wiki. Yeah. You know, you have a name like Brian Danielson. If he never wins your world title, that's a big, a big mistake. Because he's yeah. only got a few years left. He says so. I I can know. agree. I can really agree there. Yeah, if you have Brian Danielson in your company and you do not give him the title, what's what was the point? Yeah. And this is a man who is uh, a ring of get, ring of honor world champion. He is a. WWE champion. He is a, you know, a, 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 a. A multi-time world champion, WrestleMania main eventer. Exactly. Uh, yeah, one of the best that's ever been in this business. One of the best that ever was. Yeah. 
Uh, then we get Ruby Soho taking on Tony Storm. Uh, it was originally supposed to be Tony versus Britt Baker, but apparently Britt's got an injury, so... Yeah, I, I don't know what happened, but she was on uh, Dark, and I did see her come up with some blood. So I bet she broke yeah, her nose Yeah, hopefully. Again. <laughs> Probably. Hopefully nothing too major, just a little thing. Uh, but anyways, yeah, Tony Storm, fresh off the heel turn, but uh, the crowd's still pretty split, chanting for both women. And yeah, they have a solid match here. Tony hits that vicious hip attack in the corner. The Sweet Cheeks music, I think. Some have called it. <laughs> well, wait, did Excalibur nah. call it that, or did, did you hear people call it that? I don't think he did. That? The online community. Oh, okay, okay. Until Excalibur calls it. That's a funny name, but until Excalibur calls it. Yeah. I guess it doesn't sell the viciousness of it enough. <laughs> but either way, that hip attack, man, every time I see it, I still just I don't wonder. get it. I still don't get it. <laughs> yeah, because even if it's a cushioned blow, like your head's snapping back, that's whiplash, baby. That's uh, I, I, like, I don't know <laughs> how it works. Yeah. So she hits that. She hits a tornado DDT, but Ruby's able to kick out. So Tony picks her up, ready to hit the Storm Zero. But that's when Dr. Britt Baker comes out on the ramp. This distracts Tony. Ruby hits her with Destination Unknown, gets the win. Uh, but yeah, what is Baker's angle here? She, uh, it almost seems like she's turning babyface now. Um, maybe so somebody can. We always need a balance, right, of top baby. I mean, I think besides these four, well, because Paige is now full heel, right? Paige and Tony yeah, Storm and Tony. are heels. Yeah. So Britt. I mean, uh, is our baby face? Jay, yeah. Jay Cargill's a heel. Yeah, and Britt and Tony or uh, Jamie Hayter—they're both so over that might as well just make them baby face anyway. Exactly. The yeah, they're over. Them. That's cool. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Hopefully, Britt's not out for too long. But uh, we go backstage. MJF cutting a promo on Brian. He says, Tony Khan issued an open contract for Brian's opponent for next week. So MJF made a phone call. And guess what? Next week, we're getting the Thatch Man. Timothy Thatcher. Thatcher. Coming to AEW. Thatcher. 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 This is going to be an awesome match. I'm looking forward to that one. This has match of the year written all over it, Mike. <laughs> yeah, we are longtime supporters of the Thatch Man here on the Shoot Brothers podcast. And <laughs> uh, yeah, looking forward to this. Apparently, they showed some clip of him. I think he's been in Japan or something. Not with New Japan, one of those other promotions. Like Noah or uh, something yeah, like that. Yeah, one of those ones. So, yeah, man. I mean, this was a dream match we were booking when he was on NXT. So, uh, this is going to be a technical match. A clinic. Hopefully. A technical clinic. Um, yeah. And as soon as I thought that, I'm like, you know, I, I wonder if, you know, maybe the next person to come through this was the match that we did not were supposed to get at Forbidden Door. Uh, Brian Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah, I think we can always get that. We we were uh, sure we were supposed to get that. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm sure they're gonna do Forbidden Door Part Two if they want to wait that long, or they can. I mean, they can really bring them over any time. I kinda... feel like you could run that back at any time. Yeah, maybe even double or nothing, or who knows? After this MJF feud, either way, we we want to see it. At we some want point. it all. I can't wait for the Thatch Man, baby, next week. <laughs> 
But let's go to the main event. You got Jay Lethal taking on Mark Briscoe in the Jay Briscoe tribute match. Uh, yeah, Jay Lethal very close with the Briscoes. You could see during the entrance and throughout the match, just super emotional, holding back the tears. Mm-hmm. Uh, Briscoe, of course, getting a huge ovation from the crowd, carrying both Ring of Honor tag titles. And yeah, just tons of chance for Briscoe throughout the match. And thank you, Tony, for putting this all together. <laughs> and yeah, just a hard fought, hard hitting match here. Uh, lethal hits the lethal injection, but Briscoe rolls to the floor to avoid getting pinned. Uh, Briscoe fights back, hits a big blockbuster off the apron to the floor. Then he sets Lethal up on the timekeeper's table, climbs to the top rope, and hits a huge elbow drop through the table. They call it the froggy bow. And those tables break, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess it starts as a frog splash, ends in an elbow, so that's why they call it the froggy bow. Uh, but yeah, through the table, the crowd chants, holy shit, this is awesome. They get back in the ring. Lethal goes for another lethal injection, but Briscoe counters with a huge lariat. Flipping lethal inside out. And then Briscoe hits another big lariat, followed by the J Driller, his brother's old finishing move. Awesome move. That gets the job done. Mark Briscoe with the big main event win in his AEW debut. Wow. In his debut. And then, you know, the the roster comes out, you know, gives their big uh yeah. you know, they all come out for the ovation or whatever. Yeah, big standing ovation. They get the graphic up on the screen. Just great tribute, great respect to Jay Briscoe. Mark, he hugs Lethal. They walk up the ramp. Everyone's hugging. Tony Khan's there hugging him. and He raises the belt. Excalibur says, we love you, Jay Briscoe. Close the show. Uh, awesome moment there. Yeah, and great way to looks end the like, show. Uh, yeah, Mark Briscoe could be part of the roster moving forward. Now that they've kind of settled that with... Warner Brothers, and That's I mean, he still got the tag titles too. They got to settle that. Maybe, maybe Jay Lethal could team with Mark Briscoe. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, move, yeah, move him around over there as we uh, as we figure things out. Because yeah, those are still championships up in the air. Yeah, and Jay Lethal, you know, get get away from Jeff Jarrett. We don't like. Yeah, this. nobody likes yeah. double J, double E's, double R's, double T's. Yeah, people weren't even booing. It was almost like whenever Jay Lethal, no one wanted to boo him. They were just kind of quiet when he got offense. Cause and like, like, he has good want. offense, though. That's the crazy thing. Like, <laughs> Yeah. But, yeah. So, I don't know. But either way, nice main event. Nice tribute there. Yeah, it really was. The really was. Really was a great main event uh, and a great episode of the show. Um, so, what about a quick uh, Royal Rumble preview? Our matches, of course, the Mountain Dew pitch black match. <laughs> Uh, so you think it's going to be a spotlight following them. I think it's going to be kind of like like lights swinging in and out of the ring, like many lights. So like <laughs> you get flashes of it, of pitch black. Um, but either way, Bray Wyatt's going to go over, and no matter what, it's going to be weird. Yeah, Uncle Howdy will show up at some point. Um, whether to help or hurt Bray, we don't know. We, uh... Maybe he'll finally remove the mask and reveal Bo Dallas underneath. Who knows? Um, Roman and Kevin Owens, though, in a singles match. This should be good. Sami Zayn will be involved in some capacity. Yeah. I mean, Roman says this is the final test. Um, 
I think obviously he's going to try to help Roman. I think there'll be a moment where he screws up and almost costs Reigns the match, but at the end of the day, he doesn't. Reigns will retain, and that'll lead to a story in the actual Rumble match, but we'll get to that in a second. What about uh, Bianca and Bliss? Does the uh, does the does the Bray Wyatt weirdness seep over to? Uh... <clears throat> I mean, they've been teasing it. I could see Uncle Howdy appearing here as well, possibly, or some sort of supernatural occurrence. Uh, but I don't see Alexa winning, nor should she. I don't think at this point. But yeah, I definitely could see some spooky weirdness happening. Yeah, I can see the spookiness seeping over. Uh, mm -hmm. What about the women's rumble here? Now, so this one, not many. Uh, there we, are. I'm. I'm seeing now seven of the thirty competitors. It was a huge open field. Yeah, tons of room for surprises. Obviously, of the names already listed, I think Rhea Ripley has to be the front runner for me. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Charlotte. She already came back and has a title, and Sasha Banks probably isn't going to appear. So, I mean, she's the big name. She's the only one that I could really see winning. Uh, obviously, all these open spots, there's room for many surprises. I mean, you know, Becky and Bailey, they're always top contenders. Hoping to see Sol Ruka do some cool stuff, do her little Kofi Kingston spot. Um, <laughs> Someone's yeah. doing the Yeah, who's doing the Kofi? <laughs> uh, tons of room, though. There'll be some legends, I'm sure. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's so many. Uh, more NXT, we'll probably see a couple other, maybe... Tiffany Stratton, maybe Indy Hartwell, like we said earlier, but yeah, it's kind of nice when there's this many open spots, so you get more surprises. And yeah, you, yeah. I mean, there'll be some surprises that aren't, like, Tamina will come out, you're like, ah, whatever. Yeah, that, that's Brooke. not a surprise. <laughs> Just something I yeah. know happened. Um, but, I think Rhea Ripley has to be the clear favorite here. Let's run, Bianca, yeah. Rhea, run it back. I don't remember how yeah, long ago that was, but I feel like that's the WrestleMania match. Well, we never got it. Like, Rhea won that title shot, but then she got injured, and I don't think she ever actually got it. So, let's do it. Yeah. Do it at Mania. Do it at Mania. Why the hell not? And the Men's Rumble, it's a, uh, they've announced half the field, so, um, you know, we still have half to announce. And then, like you said, there'll be some surprises that you're, or like some people come out that aren't exactly surprises. I guess the question is, does, is, is, does Cody win the Rumble? Or... Did they announce well, Cody because there is a surprise so much bigger that they didn't want Cody to over to to in any way compete with something so big? Yeah, I mean, obviously the rumors from years now at this point has been the Rock and the Roman that matchup, but I mean, there's conflicting reports. There kind of seems like he's not likely to show up now, but that could all just be a work. Uh, there's rumors that Steve Austin could be a surprise entrance in the Rumble, which would be, that would be a big pop as well if The Rock doesn't show up. Um, and I mean, he's not announced for the Rumble, but you would think Sami Zayn's got to at least be in the Rumble match, because yep. at this point, this could be a Daniel Bryan situation where the crowd turns on the match if they don't even get Sami Zayn in there. Like if which, Sami comes out Cody. at 30 and somehow like accidentally wins the Rumble, and then he has to challenge Roman for one of the championships. Yeah, I think you need all four of the bloodline, Uso, Solo, Sammy. They need to all be in the match, working together. And then at some point, something breaks down, whether on purpose or accidentally. And 
Uh, yeah, either way, I mean, Cody Rhodes, they're kind of building him up, but Sami Zayn has just gotten so over. You can't but if I could pick anyone to like that, he's the he'd be the ultimate surprise. Like I feel like announcing yeah. Cody was already coming back was enough to maybe make me stop thinking that oh he was gonna win. Yeah, that could be it as well. I mean, the stuff you have lightning in a bottle here with Sami Zayn. Uh, it, if it was up to this me, is he, truly he once a de- once in a decade. Well, this is this is their biggest kind of thing since Kofi. I think in terms yeah. of like just like this thing that worked, and Co- that Kofi yeah. was fast tracked. That he was really fast tracked. Um, so imagine what we could do with a little bit more length. Yeah, because if it comes to Sammy and Cody, I think the crowd's going to clearly pick Sammy. And if he's not supposed to win, that's not going to look good for Cody. People booing him and his triumphant return. So if Sammy's in it, I feel like the bloodline has to screw him over, and we finally get that. Like, maybe Reigns comes out or orders the Usos to eliminate God, him or something. God, that would be so much fun. Yeah. Either way, I'm very excited. Uh, just because of, yeah, the way, different ways it could go. But even if Cody does win, at the end of the day, that'll still be fine. I mean, before the whole Sammy thing got so over, Cody was the front runner. That a match of the year against Seth Rollins in the Hell in a Cell. But, I mean, this bloodline thing is just so good that. It's hard to not want it. It's hard to not want it, yeah. Yeah. But either way, my favorite match of the year is looking to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a great one. It really will be. Uh, And that's all the time we have at the show. Except for one more thing. We got a wrestler of the week. It's the wrestler of the week. Of the week. Wrestler of the week. Of the week. Of the week. Wrestler of the week. Of the week. Of the week. Like uh, when in doubt, Brian Danielson. I think when just I think just when in <laughs> doubt, you know, um, the guy's never done a poor performance. Had never had a poor performance in his life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Brian Danielson, uh, you are the wrestler of the week. Yeah, always a good choice every week. Even if he doesn't wrestle, you can still just give it just for existing. <laughs> yeah, just why the hell not? <laughs> but I'm gonna give it this week to someone who is already in contention for a shooty of the year. Jay Uso, the ace attorney, <laughs> coming in the defense of Sami Zayn. Awesome moment. It was so perfect that it was Jay, the man who hated Sami the most, has come around, loves him like a brother. Great in the ring, great on the mic. Main event, Jay Uso. Thank you for defending Sami. What? Yeah, the Johnny Cochran of this, uh, of coming out <laughs> to save the day. Um, yeah. Yeah. Congratulations! This, yeah, the bloodline will be heavily involved this weekend, folks. It's coming. He's coming for it. Coming for you. Coming for us all. That is all the time we have. Thanks for listening, everybody. Rate, review, like, subscribe. The show is everywhere. Next week, the Rumble is coming up this weekend, folks. You really do not want to miss it because, uh, Mike, like you said, it, it is. It, it's the. It's one of the most fun nights of the year, uh, and this year will be no exception. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah, can't wait. Really can't. It's going to be a great time. Thanks for listening. Mike, take care of yourself. All right. See you next week.